says, your mom tells me we're finally going to meet your new... Quick, we've only got an hour before Kyle arrives, and you've got a lot of lines to learn. Lines? Yes, um, now, you're playing a renowned poet, novelist, and playwright living in seclusion after a life of piracy on the high seas. Judy, are you feeling okay? And you, Mother, are a groundbreaking anthropologist, just back from a year in the jungle studying the potato worshippers of Maguano. I hope there's no baloney in this. Judith, this is silly. I'll get it. Dear, dear. <laughs> Brick leg. Aren't you glad? You watching? You watching? You watching, Nick? Aren't you glad? You watching? You watching? You watching, Nick? There's a bomb in the lasagna gut buckets, and this is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Jocelyn. And this is episode 182. We're talking Doug. Doug's sister act. Yes! (laughs) Uh, Last episode I had uh, miscorrectly said that this was my second favorite episode of Doug, uh, because this is my favorite episode of Doug. Uh, was it, did you rank it number one? I did rank it. So, um, if, if people haven't heard it, uh, in June of 2018, uh, we did our top five Doug episodes with our friend Brett and, uh, yeah, I ranked this one number one. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I mean, it's good, (laughs) but number one, geez. Yeah, it's the best. I mean, (laughs) that's what you mean to say. (laughs) And I and after rewatching it uh, several times this week, I I stand firmly by that number one that number one status. Okay. Uh, what will my rating be? It's anyone's guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're all waiting. <laughs> uh, Jocelyn, I think this is the first time we've talked to you about Doug. Uh, were you a Doug fan? You know, I think like. Um... Like most other kids, like I watched it. I, de- I definitely remembered this episode once I rewatched it. Yeah. But I wasn't like a super fan, but I, I watched it growing up. Okay. Ca- casual Doug. I was, yeah. A casual Doug mm. fan. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And last week we mentioned that, um, you know, I know it's Thanksgiving week and there are a few uh, Nickelodeon shows that we have not discussed as far as Thanksgiving goes, but I think we just kind of agreed we weren't really interested in talking about what was left. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a Thornberries. Oh yeah, Thornberries um, and that Thanksgiving special. Yeah, that's that was like an animated '80s, I think. Yeah. Um, um, and then there's some Nick Jr. stuff. So. You know, I think we've probably reached the end of our end of the road of Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving really hasn't been mined enough for these shows. No, in I mean, fact, nobody's I was doing anything with it. Yeah, I would say of like the big holidays, Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Nickelodeon, I think, came up kind of short on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, not not the most impressive output. Um, but you know, it, we're talking Doug's sister act, which of course has a great dinner sequence, which can kind of yeah. give you feelings of Thanksgiving. But we, we decided we're going to rank, um, our top three Thanksgiving Nickelodeon specials since this might be kind of it as far as talking about Thanksgiving and Nickelodeon. Um, so do you want to, do you want, you want to do that? You want to do your top three Thanksgiving? Yep. All right. Um, my number three is, uh, Arnold's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I like it. It's like sentimental 
Um, but, uh, you know, it's, but I, I think other episodes of Arnold do what it does a little bit better. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, there, there's that kind of pinnacle of Arnold's Christmas, um, yeah, yeah. which seems kind of like top tier holiday event watching. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. My number three is uh, the turkey who came to dinner. Regrets. Mm, wow. Okay. <laughs> Didn't make it for you. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> Boy, what? Oh, oh well. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I, I not. I'm not um, putting down Rugrats at all. But I, like, I really, I realized looking over the episodes recently that um, I really like a lot of the stuff in the first three seasons. And yeah. then, like, starting with season four, which is this, uh, it just kind of... It becomes more like a straight-up kid's show, I guess. Oh, man. Nobody tell Melanie Chartoff. Andrew hates... Well, I, like, I didn't say the <laughs> voice acting was bad. It's just, you know, show morphed a little. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. Um, I mean, I, I think this is... You know, there's a couple episodes that obviously didn't make it here. I, I, I just think this one's somewhat memorable. I mean, it's kind of, it's not like the best Rugrats, but it's also it's got enough going on that I could kind of recall it instantly. Mm. Um, so, OK, okay. so that's my number three. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Turkey Time, Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Um, you know, for one of the weakest Rocco episodes. It's OK. Definitely. Uh, maybe the weakest did we, we yeah I think I think we've dis- I think we discussed it I, when we did our favorite Rocco's I think we mentioned it as really one of the weaker yeah um, um, it just it just feels like they're going through the motions on this one yeah this one didn't make my list it just it doesn't do anything for me I, I and in fact I couldn't even like re- I, we we we, t- we talked about it in depth and I couldn't recall them what it was about yeah really um I put it as number two just because I guess I liked it's like a little bit more fun than Hey Arnold. Maybe yeah. equally as like not quite interesting enough, but Yeah. Yeah. Well I, I have Arnold's Thanksgiving number two. Mm. Um I like um it's just I like it. It's a little somber for a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I guess this should just go to display that I think the you know again Nickelodeon Thanksgiving is maybe underwhelming because my number two I'm even kind of like eh about, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah it's just a little somber for a Thanksgiving episode it feels like a little down. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, so my number two is Arnold's Thanksgiving. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, my number one I'm happy to say is Keenan and Kel Turkey Day. Agreed. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of it's a great episode, really. As far as Thanksgiving episodes go, it's like a masterpiece. <laughs> it, it is the masterpiece. I and I, it's the first one we talked about. So way back in 2017, it was the first Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think it's the first Keenan and Kel we talked about. Um, <laughs> and I think I was a little hard on it. I gave it a 2.6, mm. uh, which I don't know what was going on with that score, but. Um, I think I was too hard on it because now thinking back on it, I'm like, I could remember almost like everything about that episode. Yeah. All the beats. Uh, it's very funny. Um, you know, you, it, it's just got like the whole family dynamic. Uh, Kel is totally outrageous. Um, yeah. It's know, just a total fun episode. Really, really fast fun. paced. Yeah. Really fast paced. Uh, 
Yeah, I think Turkey Day is the crowning achievement of uh, <laughs> Nickelodeon's Thanksgiving. So if you're looking yep. for an episode to watch this Thanksgiving, Turkey Day, Keenan, Keenan and Kel, I think would be a recommendation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you have Did you have a close call? Um, I didn't pick. I mean, if I was gonna pick a close call, I guess it would be the turkey who came to dinner. Okay. Uh, yeah. With leaving um, cat dog as the. <laughs> Oh, for, oh, forget about it. Talking turkey. <laughs> that was really one of my favorite episode reviews. I don't know if it still holds up, but we, we did that with Alex. Yeah, and, the review um, was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just truly an atrocious, uh, psychotic episode of television. Um, so I would agree talking turkey is uh, a Ferguson. All right. Well, there, there are Thanksgiving. Uh, there, there you have it. Everybody's been waiting uh, and in uh, five minutes, we've given you our, our favorite Thanksgiving episodes. Um, but like like Andrew said, we're here to talk about Doug's sister act. Uh, this is season four, episode 11B. So right right at the end of Doug's run. Yeah. Um, you know, also the A half of this episode I just wanted to mention is pretty good as well. Yeah. Doug's in the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jocelyn, did you watch Doug's in the Money? I didn't. I intended to, and then I didn't because I ended up watching the movie Sister Act. So <laughs> it just it just kept coming up when I was searching it, and I forgot how much I liked that movie. And, wow. did, it, <laughs> and did it hold up? Yes. <laughs> it felt very ridiculous while I was doing it, so... Just so you know, I know how silly that is. No, I, I thought a lot about that title. Um, the fact that, you know, they would go with that since it's really, I guess I get it, but it's also, for the time, it would have been very referential. Yeah. And um, has nothing to do with the movie at all. No, kids tuning in being like, boy, they're going to like go to a church or something. Uh, <laughs> Where's Whoopi? <laughs> Where's Whoopi? Uh, <laughs> Who's this Kyle? Um, well, this uh, this episode aired Saturday, December 12th, 1996. Actually, I'm not sure about the Saturday part, but it, it aired December 12th, uh, 1993, excuse me. Um, so, uh, you know, late in the Doug run, but I think they were just kind of saving the best for last here. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> Doug was solid the whole run. <laughs> Oh, I see. You were trying to talk up this episode. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's good. It's good. Jocelyn, you don't have to give your rating, but like, did you like it? Did you hate it? I so I told you. Um, I haven't watched Doug since I was a kid. It's a it's a very good show to watch as an adult. I yeah. enjoy, I laughed out loud a couple times. It was very funny. Yeah, it's kind of relaxing. It yeah. is. It. I mean, it conjured up feelings of when I was a kid and. I think it holds, I think Doug holds up as a show. If I had a kid, I would want them to watch Doug. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Um, well, should we, should we just jump right into it then? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so Doug and mom arrive at the Moody school to pick up Judy when they run into someone they didn't expect. Judy's latest boyfriend, Kyle. Dear Journal, seems like every time I go near the Moody school, there's trouble. Today, we were just going to pick up Judy, but we hadn't counted on Judy's latest boyfriend. And 
And after Mom's neo-expressionist performance piece closes on Friday, we're going to the Nouvelle Vague Music Festival in Tangleberg for the premiere of Dad's Grunge Opera. Oh, look at the time. Better run. See you tomorrow, Kyle. Bye, guys. Okay, Mother. Bye. Hey, Judy. Why are you running off so fast? Hi, I'm Kyle. Oh, so you're Kyle. I've heard so much about you. Mother, guess it up. See you, Kyle. You must come over for dinner sometime. Sounds great. When? Well, how about tonight? Mother, you have that thing tonight, remember? Thing? What thing? That important thing you can't possibly miss. Stop that. I don't know what you're talking about. Dinner's at 7. Great. See you tonight. Um, I just want to mention right here uh, that they used the word latest boyfriend. Uh, I just thought that was interesting, like a little bit of, um, like without doing anything that's kind of suggesting other stuff that's not happening, you know? Yeah. Or that we don't see on the screen. You mean like Judy's promiscuous? Um, just suggesting that <laughs> she's had, are you, you know, multiple boyfriends. I, I'm not even suggest like... Are you shaming even... Judy right no. now? <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, this is one of the areas that makes Doug so good is these little details that like create a bigger story than what you see. Okay, yeah, I guess so. They don't do a ton of it, do they? Um, every I'll, I'll I I think Doug really does do a lot of it. Like it's okay. almost it's maybe not quite as detailed as pete and pete but like there's yeah. a lot of stuff in doug that um I, I don't know just like builds this doug world i guess that's true i mean they have a lot of very like pete and pete there's a lot of um like different characters that kind of pop in and out that yes. we learn about so um, yeah i guess i guess i can see that and, and judy's just such a pivotal to me judy is a pivotal part of what makes doug successful i mean almost Almost all my favorite Doug episodes incorporate Judy somehow. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Judy's great. Yeah. Question here. Yeah. So, you know, Kyle comes to the car to say hi. Judy's really embarrassed. I, I noted that in uh, Doug's in the Money, part A to this, Judy is driving. Why Why is Judy being picked up here if she has her driver's license? Uh, maybe she doesn't have a car. Hmm. Like she has to borrow mom's and, yeah. and Doug's in the money. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll buy that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do want to mention though, also that I really like Judy's freak out here in the back of the car. Um, just really like over the top and pretty funny. I'm going to tell you yeah. something that's very accurate <laughs> to how teenage girls are with their mothers. <laughs> it, like, do you remember doing that? Sometimes when I go to the mall or somewhere and I see a teenage girl being rude to her mother, I will call my mom and, like, apologize. <laughs> teenage girls are awful to their mothers. Oh. So, yeah. yeah, it felt very, very accurate to uh, real life. I mean, did you, didn't you ever sense that, Andrew, when you were a teenager of just being kind of embarrassed by your parents' presence? Yeah, sure. This was just such a... <laughs> I just wanted to point out how over the top her like reaction was. Yeah, I mean it's very Judy. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think a lot of kids can relate to that. Uh, sure. Yeah. You know, just pure despair. 
Um, and and Kyle's so cool. I mean, he's got a beard. He's got a. He's why, got a why does he look like he's twenty five? <laughs> well, that's what makes him cool. <laughs> he, you know, he's probably he's probably sixteen, seventeen, and he's already sporting the mustache and uh, the chin chin strap, the earrings. Yeah, he. I mean, he's cool. <laughs> you know, he's cool. He's got a ponytail. <laughs> but also, can like I, I I would just say that Kyle does seem like a very genuine guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like him. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be pleased if my my daughter brought him home. If if your teenage <laughs> daughter brought home a guy on a motorcycle, you'd be pleased. Listen, but you could tell he's like a soft. He, he's soft. He's like, uh, he's, yeah. He he was he was he was nice. He was so gentle about like everything happening in this episode. Yeah. Uh, later, as Doug works on his dinosaur model, Judy and Mom are screaming at each other, and Judy storms into Doug's room looking for sympathy. Doug thinks she's overreacting, but she reminds him what happened when her last boyfriend came for dinner. I just thought it would be nice if well, what about what I thought? Judy and Mom were at each other's throats all afternoon. I was doing my best to stay out of it. The nerve of that woman! The gall! Thinking she could just interfere in our private lives! Well, come on, Dougie. You're supposed to back me up. No way. I'm not taking sides. But Dougie, she just invited the coolest boy I've known in my entire earthly existence to meet our dull, pedestrian, bourgeois, bologna, and mayonnaise-eating family. We're not that bad, are we? Not that bad. Remember what happened when my last boyfriend came to visit? And this is a pretty good segment, like cutaway to the funny family, um, just like monotonously eating uh, with the clock like ticking in the background. Yeah. Um, I, I just love this moment. It's like super boring for uh, Judy's boyfriend. Yeah, the flashback. It's it's um it's expertly done. It's yeah. just the sound design of it is so good. <laughs> yes. And it, uh, it it almost feels like a like a Wonder Years uh, yeah it does <laughs> scene. Um, he seemed like a rude dinner guest, if you ask me. Honestly, yeah, he, he that now that that guy's a loser. Like, I don't want my daughter <laughs> dating him. If if I'm sorry if silence is so bad that you like collapse on the table. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. You're, isn't he supposed to be trying to impress his girlfriend's parents? Definitely. Yeah. He should be bending over backwards to get the conversation going. He didn't have cool facial hair, so. No. You That's could, you could, you know he wasn't going to last. Yeah, no, you could tell he was a square. Uh, yeah, it, he, it does make for the perfect funny scene, though. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, so Doug suggests that Judy just wants all of them to be like characters in her plays and it gives her the idea to do just that if only mom and dad were painters or nuclear scientists or hunchbacks oh come on judy it's like you want them to be characters in one of your stupid plays hmm. oh no judy no thanks dougie forget i said that please 
As their parents are making dinner, Judy delivers them their lines and new interesting identities while her friends make up the house. <laughs> I do love how the house is decorated here. It's like, yeah. um, you know, it's obviously stage props, but it genuinely looks a little like avant-garde. Uh, once yeah. Kyle's there, it looks kind of cool. Crazy stuff from the Moody School. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. And I like the Moody School. I mean, we don't get much of it in this episode, but... Uh, I don't know. It just adds to Judy's character. Yeah. yeah and that all the characters are pretty much like Judy. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. a real society of people like this. I mean, I guess you'd just call them what, like a uh, kind of grunge era hipsters. Yeah, I guess so. It seems like an art school specifically, I guess. Yeah. And from the yeah. top of scene three. A vast honey. The transcendent piquancy of this lasagna recalls my youthful days on the Spanish main. You like it? A special recipe which I learned from the natives in the tropical rainforest. Oh, my writer's block! Stop! 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 You are jumping ahead in the script, Daddy. This was getting weirder and weirder. Uh, so while Judy helps her parents rehearse, Doug wonders what crazy character she has in store for him. He imagines himself playing the wild boy of Bluffington or Agent 00. <laughs> <laughs> But when Judy finally does give Doug his part, it turns out she just wants him to be the butler. She explains that the rest of the characters are so interesting that Doug is just too dull for this family. (laughs) (laughs) But Doug vows to show her who's dull. Yeah, he becomes Yancey. (laughs) The the best part of the whole episode is the very thin mustache he puts on. It's nice to see. That's my, I think it's the funniest detail in the episode. <laughs> it is very good. And I love how he has to just keep readjusting. Yeah. Um, but Doug, I, I also love Doug's commitment to the role because like so much of Doug is about like his insecurities that it feels, yeah. it feels like a shot of adrenaline to see Doug being like, I'm going to own this, you know? And yeah. Ky- Kyle's not going to notice a, a child butler wearing a fake mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, he was a little thrown off. You know, he thought he knew him. <laughs> yeah, like that. He like doesn't quite remember seeing him earlier in the day. Um, uh, later that night, when Kyle arrives, the house and family have been transformed. And as Judy introduces her parents, Doug, as the butler, tells Kyle he has a phone call. Sorry, I think I have the wrong house. Whoa! Uh, good evening, sir. Miss Judy awaits in the drawing room. Oh, Kyle. So good of you to drop by. Hey, Judy. By the way, who is that? Oh, that's Yancey, the butler. <sighs> Strange. He looks familiar. And these are... was just preparing my anthropological lecture on the O'Grotten ritual of the Maguano tribe. Uh, hi. Are you the same mom from this afternoon? <clears throat> phone call from Master Kyle. I didn't hear any phone. This way, please. But when they get to the kitchen, Doug leads Kyle to the pantry and reveals his true identity as Agent 00. Um, during dinner, I <laughs> think... <laughs> 
this whole pan this whole pantry scene yeah. is just amazing too because like I, I don't know like reading kyle like kyle's really just going along with this and uh it is yeah that is weird uh and it's not like they live in a mansion or something where right butler even makes sense being there. <laughs> when he handed them the sponge and said call me on the sponge if you need me <laughs> I, I laughed out loud yes i laughed at that too <laughs> yeah we have no time your life may be in danger what here take this if you need help just call me on the sponge but be careful they mustn't find out i am actually special agent double oh there you are what are you two doing in here just getting the hors d'oeuvres, Miss Judy. <laughs> I, I mean, I would. I, I said it. I said it when we did our top five Dugs, and I would say it again. I do think. I think there's an argument to be made that this is the funniest Doug episode. Like wow. it's, it's, it's pretty. Doug is generally like very gentle in its humor, but this is pretty like outlandishly funny. Like yeah. what the what the parents are doing, what Doug's doing. It's all pretty outrageous for a Doug. Yeah. Um, during dinner things start to go off the rails as Judy desperately tries to keep Kyle from discovering the truth and as I bid goodbye to the tribe Chief Tater Tot presented me with this ceremonial totem oh uh neat Mrs. Funny but when Kyle lifts his glass he notices a note stuck to the bottom (laughs) wait before we get to the note can I just mention what I think is maybe the funniest? Uh, sure. Well, we, we can hear it here. The funniest line in Doug history. Oh, my writer's block. Oh, the agony. It's been hard these past 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> that is really great. Um, um, yeah. Underrated yeah. line from this. Ap- the, the line's kind of overshadowed by the main line. But, Correct. Yeah, I know I, you were getting to the big one, which, yeah. uh, you know, I, I wouldn't dispute. Uh, it, it, it deserves its place in the Doug Pantheon. But, yeah. um, you know, I just think Mr. Funny here is just really <laughs> selling it. And then I just love that Judy, like, very quickly is like, oh, yeah, dad's having trouble writing his book. And then it's almost like um, Phil. Uh, I, I love that he, like, is so invested in his character now that when Judy says he's having writer's block, he's going, yeah, I am. It's a nightmare. (laughs) Oh, my writer's block. Oh, yes. Dad's having trouble with his book. Whoa. Uh, yeah. In fact, it's a nightmare. (laughs) I I love that his character is a playwright who used to be a pirate. (laughs) I feel like she could have given one of those roles to Doug so he doesn't have to be the, the butler. Yeah. <laughs> so good um, I also like just that their parents are going along with this right like, it's so cool <laughs> it is so cool I mean I you know I love the funnies too I, I um, we did an episode review for it and I've talked about it ad nauseum but um, you know Doug's bad road bad, Doug's bad trip or when they go on the road trip um, I just love any excuse to kind of be isolated with the funny family because I think they really have a very humorous dynamic, even more so than like Doug and his friends. I, I love the funny family being forced into situations. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. But but let's get to this. Uh, let's let's get to yeah. the big moment. Uh, <laughs> Kyle cries out. There's a lot. Uh, well, Kyle 
questions. There's a bomb in the lasagna. You. There's a bomb in the lasagna. A bomb in the lasagna. Great Scott. They got me, Kyle. They got me. I'm a goner. You'll never get away with it, Judy. You can kill me, but there'll be others. dramatic but um it's just so good and i and i love kind of like the the facade kind of evaporating at this point of kyle just like just loving it yeah like, yeah. <laughs> like this is hilarious um and uh we didn't mention it but doug another example of like just the details that doug adds is um when he's like pulling on his ear as the unspoken <laughs> like sign of the double o agent yes uh you know they never explain that it's just like a good visual like you know what he's talking about um i don't know it just adds to it for sure um uh we should we should mention this is the scene that uh, brett wilson recreated for our art this week and it's just uh just wonderful so cool Yeah. yeah um so everyone starts laughing but judy is mortified and runs out of the room Doug confronts her out on the porch about calling the family boring and making him the butler. And she finally apologizes, explaining that she was just trying to make Kyle like her. When Kyle comes out to talk to her, she starts to tell him the truth, but he reveals that he knew it was a performance all along. Why did you do that? Why did you wreck everything? I'm sorry, Judy, but you just made me so mad. Telling us all how boring and stupid we were, making me the butler? I guess you're right. I'm sorry. I was just so scared he wouldn't like me. I've never liked anybody as much as... Uh, Judy, do you want me to go? No. No. I mean, if you want to. I mean, I guess you can decide after I tell you the truth about... What, the performance piece? You knew it was a performance? Yeah. Wasn't I supposed to? Well, no, we were... Of course! What did you think of it? Well, there were a few problems in scene three. But it all came together for me when the secret agent dove on the lasagna. After dinner, Kyle takes off on his motorcycle as Doug writes in his journal that it's normal to be embarrassed by your family. But maybe it's just because you see them every day. To other people, your family isn't boring at all. Yeah. A beautiful wrap-up. <laughs> a fine wrap-up. <laughs> like a quasi-beautiful wrap-up. <laughs> it's got it's got like a little sense of Pete and Pete. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's that's why Doug's a good guy. <laughs> why be why is beyond his ears? For sure. Well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes no, a lot of the times he is he's having big uh existential dilemmas yeah i think he's having revelations you know he's he's growing into it yeah he's growing growing. yeah yeah and in in this case it's good to see judy grow a little bit too sure (laughs) (laughs) very little pork chop in this episode oh yeah that's a good point uh we didn't even mention him he's the totem pole 
Yeah, that's it. That's all he yeah. has. Yeah. Which is uh, fine. Sometimes sometimes I need a pork chop break. Sure. Really? <laughs> is that a hot take? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's because I watch a lot of this stuff. I, you know, I think, uh, I think as a kid, pork chop added a lot, but as an adult, I could, you know, give or take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I don't watch enough Doug as an adult, but I remember as a kid, he was one of my favorites. Wow. Well, you're you're gonna have to keep watching and let us know. <laughs> in, be- in between my showing of Sister Act Two, I'll see if I can put this in. <laughs> Are you gonna follow up with Sister Act Two? Oh, yeah, it's the better one. <laughs> oh, do you think so? Yeah, I do. I think it also has the funniest name of any uh, second movie. What is it? Back in the Egg? Back, back in the Habit. Oh, Back in the Habit. Oh, <laughs> <in> the habit. <laughs> <laughs> so Whoopi leaves at the end of the first one? Like, she doesn't stay? Um, yeah, she leaves the, the nunnery because she's safe. But then, but then what she has to... What's her problem in the second one? <laughs> they have a school... And it's not doing well, and they need help with their choir. Oh, okay. And, you know, she's a Las Vegas. She's a Las Vegas showgirl. Right, right. So she so dusts I... off that habit and teaches Lauren Hill how to sing. Okay. okay. See, I really remember liking Sister Act in the '90s, and it's not a movie I can imagine wanting to return to. But I'm happy you're doing it. You're living it. I'm doing it for us all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right well should we look at some of the stuff behind uh doug's sister act sure hi this is bios trivia ratings and stray observations uh so one of the things i noticed about doug is that it's very hard to tell who does any of the voices outside of the main few people hmm. um so We've already kind of exhausted those people, so I just took a look at a couple of the people who do random other voices. Okay. Um, one of those happens to be Dana Gould. Uh, the like, he's a comedian, and he's been on on like a lot of bit parts. I guess like, yeah. I didn't recognize anything. I mean, I know him, but I just don't recognize anything that's like really huge. Um, I mean, he's had small parts in Ben Stiller show, Mystery Men, Parks and Rec, and uh, I'm Dying hum- Up Here, and the Creep Show series that's out right now. Who does he do on Doug? Um, it just voices. Just, just know, like, like random, random voices. voices. Yeah. Okay. Um, but pretty famous guy. Check him out. Yeah. Uh, also, I took a look at Neil Nash. He also does just random voices. But this is one of only three credits for him. Um, the others are Alienation, in which he plays Andrew, and Intimate Betrayal, the TV movie. And then Doug? <laughs> yep. That's, that seems like a very uh, natural step into yeah. Betrayal to Doug. Yep. Actually, is, I think Doug came first. But, oh, wow. so. is, he, like, is he credited to Doug in general, or is this the only episode? Is he Kyle? Um, it, it, he's just credited with random voices, uh, you know, so I don't know for sure who he is. Okay. I really looked around, but I could not figure out who Kyle was. Yeah. Darn. Yeah. Well, he was good. I thought the voice acting there was good. Um, cool. Well, I, I looked at the director of this episode. His name is Tony Eastman. Uh, he didn't direct a whole lot. Uh, he, you know, mainly his direct 
directorial stuff was just Doug. Uh, other segments of Doug that he directed uh, include Doug Tips the Scales, uh, Doug's Birthday Present, Doug's Mail uh, mail Order, um, or Doug's Mail Order Mania, excuse me, Doug Way Out West, Doug Ripped Off, Doug's Treasure Hunt, and Doug's Bum Rap are the segments that he directed. Um, but he worked on the art department for a couple shows, including Doug. He also worked on the art department for Beavis and Butthead, both the show and the movie. Um, he worked on the art department for Daria. Uh, he worked on the art department for a show called Sheep in the Big City and a show called Codename Kids Nest Door. Or Kids Next Door, excuse me. Um, so uh, cool. he hasn't done a lot since 2008, but he was pretty active in the 90s. Um, any trivia? Uh, I got one thing. Um, the and this is another example of the um, detail that Doug goes into. Um, the pulverizer's baseball uniform that he was wearing at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, that's also seen in the season three episode Doug on First. Oh, okay. Same um, uniform. Yeah. But very weird to see a. Um, in a cartoon, a character in a different outfit than they usually are for just like, just a few yeah. minutes. Yeah. Right. Uh, very odd. Yeah, but I like that commitment to like yeah. explaining why he's in the car when she's picking him up. Yes. Or and you, and they don't even say anything about it. You kind of just like know, you know, you see him in his uniform. Right. Cool. Yeah, that's a good catch. Um, well, of course, I was interested in the fact that this was called Sister Act. Um, and so I, you know, I, I noted that, uh, sis, the original S sister act came out about a year and a half before this episode aired. So probably when they wrote the episode, it was, you know, all the rage. Um, and by the time it aired, sister act two had come out only two days before this episode aired. Oh, wow. So sister two, sister two, uh, sister two, sister act two, back in the habit, uh, came out December 10th, 1993. And this episode was December 12th. Wow. So um, they planned that very timely <laughs> riding that whoopee wave. Yep. <laughs> Aren't, you know what? And America has been ever since. <laughs> we just can't get enough. What, what show is she on? Um, uh, the view. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she seems, you know, she seems like she's still kind of in the zeitgeist. In the habit still. <laughs> she's still in the habit. Her Is it time Ted, for... Her and Ted Danson, one of the weirdest celebrity couples of all time. And I think about that a lot. <laughs> that is a weird celebrity couple. Boy. Is it time for a Sister Act 3? I think so. <laughs> what that's, would what'll, you that's what'll bring this country back together. <laughs> what would you call it? Oh God, I don't know. No, that's okay. I don't. I didn't expect you to know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish, just, I, yeah. I, wish <laughs> I did. I don't know enough about nuns to to have a good pun ready. <laughs> um, I also noted, of course, this is Kyle's only appearance uh, yeah. in Doug, um, which is a bummer because I think uh, I could have used more of his character. But it's so late in the run, you know what can yeah. I do? Okay. Well, uh, stray observations. Yeah, I got a bunch. Um, let's see. After Kyle's mom's neo-expressionist performance piece, he's going to see his dad's grunge opera, which is being held at this place. Did you catch this? Um, the 
and you'll have to tell me if I'm saying it wrong, uh, the New Velvague Music Festival in Tangleberg? Yeah, you got it. Nice. <laughs> this is the only time I've ever heard of Tangleberg. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a that's a Doug city that we hear we we hear about. Yeah. Um, but it's a good Doug name. Yeah. yeah. Um, what time uh, what time was dinner at Doug's? <laughs> Jocelyn, do you know this? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> She's so busy watching Sister Act. <laughs> ask, ask me what time the, the show was in Sister Act. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, it's seven, of course. Yeah, that's a late dinner. A li- I mean, I, I don't know how I'd call it late. Six is like the customary dinner time. Is that right? Is that when you eat dinner customarily? Um, I guess it's always been in my head, six o'clock. Lately, I have been just, you know, for no reason. I don't know. Six. What do you would say, you Jocelyn? I, I, growing up, we always ate dinner late, so like we would eat, we wouldn't eat dinner until like seven thirty. Oh, good lord! <laughs> but like now, now I probably eat around like eight or so. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I used to eat dinner at eight, like when we were kids. Um, I think the big difference for me now is like. I'm usually in bed by like 10, so <laughs> 8 o'clock dinner is a, you know, it's like I'm just 8. Yeah. Yeah, it's a heavy stomach to bring to bed. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's, I mean, growing up it was usually around 5.30, I think. Um, and maybe nowadays, maybe closer to 6, but still usually somewhere between, I don't know, 5.30 and 6.30. 6.30 latest, I could, I mean, I... Even the idea of eating after 6.30 is just too much. Beyond imagination. I'd say if we started making a chart of dinner times, you'd be on the toward the earlier end. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it seems like most people I know are between 6 and 7. Yeah, I mean, 5.30 is like the earliest that sounds even remotely reasonable. (laughs) Anything earlier than that is crazy. Like, five o'clock, it's like a late lunch to me. Um, Well, um, there's three of Judy's friends that appear in this episode from the Moody School. Um, Do you happen to know any of them? Great question. No, I don't. Oh, good. Um, the, (laughs) The guy with the mohawk is named Cassius. Uh, Judy briefly dates him later in the series. Really? Yeah. I, I think maybe in the the what do you call it? Uh, Disney episodes. So, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, also, the girl with the curly hair is named Q, who features pretty prominently in a, Dis- in a Nickelodeon episode of Doug. Uh, the float one. Oh, the, right, right. Yeah, where they still float. Yeah. And the last girl is, with the blue hair and glasses is named Jane Tomlinson. Uh, cool. First and last name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know why she has a last name, because I think she only appears, like, you know, for a line here or there in other episodes. Yeah. Good straight observation, Andrew. I'm impressed. Thanks. Yeah. Um, did you note what uh, Judy describes her family as to Doug? Oh, um, that... Like mayonnaise and bologna eating pedestrians. Oh, pretty close. 
Yeah, she's, she says they're dull, pedestrian, bourgeois, bologna and mayonnaise eating family. <laughs> she, bur- she burned him good. <laughs> he, uh, Doug didn't like it one bit. <laughs> Speaking of that, I like how she checks the lasagna later on to see if there's bologna in it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely cannot have that. Um, let's see, did you catch, do you know what uh, type of dinosaur Doug was building? The model? I mean, it looked like a Brachiosaurus or something. <laughs> Nailed it. Right? Oh, yeah. oh do, uh, do you know that for sure? Um, that's my... <laughs> I know as sure as I can be, I guess. Okay. I mean, there's a couple that kind of are like in that family, so that's why I wasn't sure. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I don't know technically. <laughs> could, be I, a, could be a Zygonkosaurus or... Uh, a Zygonkosaurus? <laughs> or Dinonychus. Diplodocus? I don't know. Something like that. Did we learn that in school? Because I, re- I literally remember, I think, three kinds of dinosaurs, and that's not one of them. What, what three do you remember? <laughs> a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Sure. A Velociraptor. Yes. And um, the one with the long neck. What's that called? I guess I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you went to the school of Jurassic Park. <laughs> you know what? I've never seen, I've never seen any of the Jurassic Park. Movies. Oh, my. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> I, I've okay, never... well, sister, sister two act can wait. <laughs> sister act two. <laughs> I'm never going to watch it. Uh, yeah. Have we talked about this? Maybe I mean, we may have talked about this. I think we've, I mean, we have, I think we've discussed it uh, IRL. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's time, Jocelyn. <laughs> wait, did you, did you say dinosaurs give you nightmares? I've never had a nightmare that didn't have a dinosaur in it. Okay, yes, we've had this conversation. Um, okay, then I get it. It's too much. It's too but, much for me. But I do feel like I do feel like Jurassic Park was a huge part of popularizing those three dinosaurs. Well, then. I feel I feel very strongly that nobody uh, would care about Velociraptors unless uh, Jurassic Park. That may be true, but I think Tyrannosaurus Rex was like. Yeah. Popular amongst Yeah, I think. Kids. Yeah. Isn't that, what, isn't that what Reptar is? Yeah, basically. We, I would think. It's like a deformed version. <laughs> he's like a, he's like a more. I don't know, maybe more like an iguanodon. An iguanodon. <laughs> he's just. I feel like up. you're making that up. Yes. <laughs> My friends, I, I assure you, I know a little bit about dinosaurs. It sounds like you know a lot about dinosaurs. <laughs> no, let me reassure you a little bit. <laughs> no, you know what? He, he's not an iguanodon. He's he's too upright. He, yeah, you're right. He's a T-Rex. Um, okay, we're so off track here. Um, uh, all right, so um, Mrs. Funny is late preparing uh, preparing things why what what um why is she late like she explains it yeah she said she gives a reason as to why she's late oh boy she was like studying something with the potato worshippers but i she says she was preparing anthropologic uh, she was preparing a anthropological lecture 
on the Ograton ritual of the Maguano tribe. <laughs> Which isn't the Maguano tribe in Ace Ventura too? I was just gonna ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Which Ace Ventura too would have been stealing from this. Mm. I like to think I like to think they were watching some Doug while they were writing yeah. when nature calls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's a briefly you can barely make this out but there's a box of dog food on Doug's windowsill in mm. his room uh, did you happen to see what it's called I did not Top Bone Eats okay good yeah. catch speaking of food uh, did you did you uh, write down any of the uh, items in the funny pantry oh no um, it's all generic, but um, well, one just says cool, K-O-O-L, so I'm guessing they just didn't put the A, uh, the cool oh. aid. Um, but there's also soda, um, two boxes of rice. There's a box called snacks, but spelled S-N-A-X. Um, there's some salt. There's three things, three jars of sauce, some cookies, some crackers. Um, yeah, that's all I was what, what I was able to catch. Yes. Cool. Um, my last one is uh, Judy's. Did you catch what Judy's pa- wishes her parents were instead of their normal boring selves? Oh yes, I wrote this down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, painters, nuclear scientists, or hunchbacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, why, why hunchbacks? <laughs> Is that really more interesting? It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. If you you came across a hunchback, would you talk to them about it? I'd be be interested. (laughs) I mean, if there was two hunchbacks, they got married. I mean, I don't even know if hunchback is like a, you know. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a PC term. (laughs) No. Who did, uh,. The mom says that she received a cer- ceremonial totem, which is pork chop, from who? Oh, uh, Chief Tater Tot. That's right, Chief Tater Tot. <laughs> um, Judy explains that Yancey hasn't been the same since what happened to him. Oh, man. His alien abduction. <laughs> That's right, alien abduction. <laughs> And then mom is supposed to give a lecture, um, but she notes that that's not supposed to happen until what scene? Oh, uh, scene four. Wow, yeah, nice, Jocelyn. And I'm real, I'm real big in uh, Mrs. Funny. What, Theta? Yeah. yeah, Theta Funny. She's my new favorite. She's awesome. She's yeah, such she's a great. she's such a good mom. Really is. Uh, yeah, I think that parents are both great. Yeah, yeah, I think they're. A great set of parents. Um, cool. Well, uh, let's take a look at the ratings. Um, Doug's Sister Act has an 8.7 out of 10 on imdb.com. It also has an 8.7 out of 10 on tv.com. Oh. So pretty good scores. Uh, and very rare that they have the same score on both. Yeah. Um, so out of five Krebs stars, what did you give Doug's Sister Act? Uh, I gave it a 4.25 out of five. Um, I like the episode a lot. I uh, definitely remember this one. I'm sure I saw it many times. Um, every uh, it's uh, 
I guess the reason I didn't rate it higher is because it's not, it doesn't quite feel as full as some other Doug episodes, but I did bump it up for the um, classic lines in this one. Um, And it's a, it's a perfectly well put together episode. I have really no complaints. Um, So I thought, I thought it was very good. Jocelyn, what did you give it? A 4.95. A (laughs) 4.95? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was very funny. I liked watching it. Like, I enjoyed it as an adult. I laughed out loud. I remembered it from when I was a kid. I thought it was a very, a very funny episode. Wow. What, uh, what did you dock it for? Because I just have to assume that it could be a little better. (laughs) Okay. All right. I mean, I don't want it's it's Noah back in the habit, but sure. Well, what is? <laughs> you know what is? Well, let me assure you, Jocelyn, this is the best episode of Doug. Um, <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> it's uh yeah, you know, for all the reasons that I've already mentioned, I think it's the funniest episode of Doug. I love the funnies in a very intimate setting. Judy writing dialogue for the funny family is about like, I think the funniest thing Doug as a show is capable of, um, you know, there's just, there's yeah, just, there's just so many like great little moments in this episode. Like you said, that flashback with the original boyfriend is really funny. Um, Doug kind of taking his role so seriously is funny. The bomb and the lasagna, the writer's block, um, Kyle just being like very cool about all this, right? It's not, it's not as if like it kind of kills our buzz because Kyle is put off by this. Uh, he's like in on the joke and loving it. Um, so I just, uh, I think this is just a super pleasant 11 minutes with the funny family. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's my favorite Doug. I give it a five out of five. Wow. Pretty incredible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's very good. Very good. One. I, uh, so. I also just want to mention um, the background. Like, there was three different um, settings for the in this episode: uh, the outside the school, out in the house, and outside of the house at night. Um, and it's very weird again that they would do like just that couple minutes at the school at the beginning, and then do that few seconds outside the house. Um, yeah. Just very, just speaks to the quality of Doug. For sure. Yeah, we, we've talked about it a ton, but the art on the show is underrated. Uh, yeah. Ambitious. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, Andrew, do you want to name the episode? Yeah. So I'll give you my real name, but you also gave me an idea for name just now. That's just a joke, but um, my real name is Doug's Dinner Theater. That's um, my that's my name too. Wow, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can't believe it. This is the first time we've uh, no no we've had one before. It was uh, um, I want to say it was uh, well here you, you you can you can say what your other one was. I'll, I'll look up okay. what the other. My alternate name, I guess this will be my main one now, so that we don't match is. Doug dead and loving it. <laughs> dead and loving it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, wait, are you so are you going with dead and loving it now? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Uh, the other one we both you and I had agreed upon was um, for Hey Arnold Door 16, which was what's in the box. 
Ah, yeah. What's in the box? (laughs) (laughs) This is always the part that stresses me out the most about this podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay, but it's always the part I work. But so I've decided just to be simple and moody Judy. Ooh, moody Judy. That is good. I tried very hard to make up some sort of pun with the word lasagna and the word dog. (laughs) And I Googled lasagna puns and just, there was nothing out there for me. Uh, No, that's good. That's very good. That is good. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, I went, I went with Doug's dinner theater. I I thought uh, probably more appropriate than sister act. Um, Mm. Though I I get it. I I think if there wasn't a movie called sister act, yeah, yeah. It'd be totally fine. (laughs) But it it's a little confusing. Yeah. Um, okay. Good. So go back around one more time. What what is it? I guess mine will be specifically Doug's dead and loving it. Like Doug <laughs> is dead and loving it. Yeah. <laughs> Movie Judy. And Doug's dinner theater. If Doug's dinner theater wins, I'll, I'll throw I'll throw I'll throw a point on for you there, Andrew. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> You you won the, you won the last one you 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 destroyed in the last one on Midnight Ride for Galloping Ghost. Uh, well, big, big win there. I love it. I mean, you know that, that G the double G. Yeah, that's strong. And then both both Melissa and I actually this is the second time recently because both Melissa and I had um prick your feet for the switching hour. Uh, yeah. I think I think I switched mine out on that one, so she ended up winning that one. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll post those. You guys can vote. That's always fun. Uh, we do have some listener letters uh, I'd like to get to. We haven't done that in a little while. So um, the first one here is from our buddy Quincy. Uh, and the email is called heart times soul equals rock and roll. <laughs> uh, he said, hello again, gut buckets. How's everything at the BOC? Loved your October run. Since becoming a fan of your podcast, I've been persuaded to find out what's so great about Pete and Pete. Sad to say, I never watched it growing up. I remember Danny Tamborelli from All That Is Boring Man more than I remember Pete. Sorry. Hard Day's Pete might be my favorite episode. Music, storytelling, characters, and sentiment. Nostalgia's a hell of a drug, especially these days. Every other day is remember so-and-so. People are so nostalgic for things that happened earlier this week like the days before COVID. I took the episode as a metaphor of a song representing a person. What if you loved someone, something so much it changed your life, but you could only see or hear from them one time? Currently going through a breakup, this episode hit me hard. The person or song that brought you happiness disappears. That bittersweet feeling of holding on to the spirit that gave you, but also carrying the sadness of knowing it's gone forever. Until you realize you must recreate the moment and pay it forward. What Doug, Hey Arnold, or Keenan and Kel did for me, I'm forever grateful. Pete and Pete did so much for others, so maybe it can do that for someone else. Or maybe I can take those ideas and do whatever I can with them to make someone else happy. P.S. I remember seeing Snow Days in theaters as a kid. It was pushed as a Pete and Pete movie, but failed, obviously. What happened? Did you guys like it? Uh, good vibes and continue rocking out, Quincy. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Quincy. Yeah. yeah. Really nice. And uh, sorry about your breakup, but um, yeah. bigger and better things, Quincy. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I just want to say that I do like Snow Day, actually. Um, 
It's not quite as good as Pete and Pete, but it's enjoyable. Is yeah. that the movie where they like get in the snowball fight with the principal? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Chris, Chris Elliott. Yes, yeah, Chris Elliott. In there. Yeah, it's a good. It's good. Uh, this one's from Nick, and he says, TZ is dope, and I've been using it in the classroom almost every year to emphasize points in history, and because of why not. Uh, here's my list below with a few reasons why. Uh, Twilight. He's talking about Twilight Zone, right? Yes, Twilight Zone. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, love to hear about Twilight Zone anytime. Um, number 10, to serve man. I'm a sucker for twists. Love it. Number 9, living doll. Taki Tina will give you nightmares as a kid. Yeah, um, good one. I don't know if we gave too much attention to that no, one. No, we probably did not. Uh, yeah. Um, a kind of stopwatch. It's a student favorite nearly every year simply because who wouldn't want a stopwatch to halt time and get 100% on every test? <laughs> yeah. And I do like, we didn't talk about that one either, but great episode. Goofy yeah. one. Yeah, for sure. Um, number seven, person or persons unknown. Sort of like mirror image where you start realizing that maybe you aren't you. Yeah, that one doesn't get much attention, but good one. Yeah. Um, number six, mirror image. Who hasn't thought about the mirror world before? Yeah. Uh, number five, five characters in search of an exit. Your description made sense on the episode. If someone walked by, <laughs> if someone walked by not knowing what show this is, they would stop and watch what happens. Uh, number four, whoa, the old man in the cave. Wow. Never. Did not expect that one. Um, bet you didn't think you'd see a season five on this, huh? No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> almost slow. It's a fun premise for the classroom. How far are people willing to stick to their beliefs, and at what point will they abandon them? Yeah, that one really doesn't get much attention. Yeah. Um, number three, time enough at last. Every summer break, I have a list of things I want to do and never get to them. I am Henry, Henry Bemis. <laughs> uh, number two, will the real Martian please stand up? twist totally got me at first and just like i have the beholder it's a fun twist and number one i have the beholder it's a classic and i believe the first episode i've ever seen so for nostalgia reasons it's the top yeah another Uh, one i have the beholder made your list right um yeah oh no it didn't no okay maybe maybe we talked about it as a close call or yeah yeah it is a great one yeah um so close calls, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. I like the Simpsons version sometimes more. <laughs> uh, Perchance to Dream. Read the short story, it's better. Uh, the Monsters are due on Maple Street. It was either this or Serve Man on the list. Um, and Ferg, Ferg Face, as he calls it. Uh, Ring-a-ding girl. So like the Founder's Day thing would have stopped anyway because of the huge rainstorm that took down the plane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and you drive. It's funny, though. <laughs> Anyways, keep it up. I love the podcast, Nick. Uh, really nice cool. letter. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear about Twilight Zone. Um, just great to get somebody else's take on those. For sure, yeah. Um, and those are good picks. Good picks. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know you, you drive's just a must stress. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what episode we didn't talk about either is... Um, that I want to mention is Little Girl Lost. Uh, yeah. Just such a weird, like, I, I love it for, like, different reasons at the same time. Like, I like the concept, and I also like how goofy it sort of is. Not purposely. No, yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
it's it's a fun one. I mean, it's just kind of a kind of a trippy one. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we got one more here. I'll read. I mean, we got a bunch more. I, we were like ten up, ten emails behind. So if you haven't read yours, just be patient. Uh, we're we're working our way through. But uh, we'll we'll read one here from uh, Jonathan, and he said. Uh, you know, he sent this in Podtober. So he said, happy Podtober, my fellow 90s sprats. Uh, insert Grandpa Lou's voice impression here. Uh, I have been a listener since May of 2018, and I've listened to all your episodes. I wanted to write you guys in the past about different episodes, but time got away from me, and I didn't get to write down my thoughts. Oh, the joys of being an adult. So now I'm finally writing on a few recent episodes. Took me a while to get my thoughts and ideas together for this email. My favorite Rocco's Modern Life episode is probably Cruisin'. That, mm. that episode is unique and it stands out in my mind. As an adult, I'm fascinated with the Bermuda Triangle, the paranormal, and the overall, un, and overall the unexplained. When I was listening to your episode review on the tale of the badge, I felt like you guys were talking to me, so I knew I had to finally send you an email. Why did it feel like you guys were talking to me? Well, I had never... I had never seen the tale of badge before you were right, Joey. I thought you guys were on crack. Just kidding. Uh, so I had to go watch. I had to go watch it after your podcast. You guys talked about the look of badge. I think his yellow eyes are like Jim Carrey as the Grinch and overall the makeup makeup wise badge kind of look like the Grinch to me. Yeah, that's kind of true. Never thought of put that together. Yeah. When I was watching this episode, it reminded me of the movie Leprechaun two. You you had you had Irish for both Jasper Light for being passed down from the family line while the leprechaun had to wait one thousand years down the family line to marry an O'Day descendant. The badge and leprechaun homes are similar with skeletons hanging down from the ceiling, and there is a teleportation involved when in the presence of their homes. It made me wonder if the writer of Badge got any ideas for this episode from leprechaun 2 i wouldn't put it past them <laughs> yeah i mean i haven't seen that leprechaun in so long but that does really sound similar yeah yeah this is you see this is why we need we, we need our listeners yeah <laughs> uh and clarissa explains it all haunted house you guys were uh, wondering if there had ever been uh, other nick shows that have done uh seances he said i feel like keenan and kel could have done one um I thought maybe on the TV mo- movie, two heads are better than none when Keenan and Kel were in the yeah. castle. I went back and skimmed through that part and they didn't have one. It was just a dinner. They all had together in the castle, but I do know there there's been a seance on Nickelodeon before it was on the Halloween episode of as told by ginger. Uh, I spy a witch. It wasn't a traditional type of one with a few people um, with a few people sitting around the table. It was Carl in the hoodsy in their doghouse hangout trying to summon the spirits of Maud. Uh, yeah. I, I've definitely seen that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, way over my head. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you know it. Um, I've been listening uh, to past Podtober episodes and have been enjoying listening to the Writing episode of Halloween. All the episode reviews, the favorite and worst Are You Afraid of the Dark episode lists, favorite and worst Are You Afraid of the Dark villains, and the Versus episode, especially Max and Melissa's epic showdown. Uh, keep up the great work, guys, like always, uh, and I will try to write in again in the future. Jonathan. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, gr- great to hear from you, Jonathan. Thanks for listening for so long. 
Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time and never written in, please do so. We love we love hearing from new people. Um, you know, we've we've gotten a few new people this year, like uh, Mr. Mayonnaise and um, Allie and uh, a whole bunch of people. Um, so it's been awesome. Well, you guys, uh, you guys have very um, dedicated listeners. It's awesome to hear those letters. Yeah. And Jocelyn, you can, you can, you could be one of those dedicated listeners. Oh, you guys don't want to get my letter. <laughs> Sister Act Two, full review. Yes. <laughs> I'm taking over the podcast. <laughs> Next week's episode, Sister Act Two review. <laughs> the entire movie, we'll watch it together. <laughs> Live commentary. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> well, we're going to end up with a cease and desist from whatever Universal. Um, well Andrew what are we actually doing next uh, next week we're going to be talking salute your shorts our season one ranking yeah this is um, our first season this is only our third season ranking ever we did it for um, are you afraid of the dark season six and are you afraid of the dark season seven because we hadn't seen those se- seasons and figured it was a good way to kind of decompress them um but I think we're pretty familiar with Salute Your Shorts Season 1. Yeah. But it just seemed... You know, I think it's a fun exercise just to kind of work through it, rank it, talk yeah. talk about what you think's best, what's worst. Um, yeah. And I love Salute Your Shorts. And I feel like it gets a little bit of a short shrift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think... I, but I think we've been trying to give it some, some love on the pod. Yeah. Um, so uh, our buddy Justin is going to join us. Uh, this will be his second time on. He was with us for Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale Pinball Wizard. Um, but Justin is a huge Salute Your Shorts fan. Uh, and so I figured, uh, you know, we should have an authority on the matter. Yeah. Um, especially if you and I are splitting hairs, as, as sometimes we did on those rankings. Yeah. <laughs> Justin can be the kind of voice of reason. Yeah. Deciding yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so that'll be fun. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, uh, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast uh, at gmail.com, like Nick, Quincy, and Jonathan did. Uh, or you can uh, find us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Leave us a review. That's really helpful. Um, hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Jocelyn. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving, and thanks for being with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was great fun. Well, we'll see you next time for Solution.
what's the dad's name? Um, um, Phil, right? Maybe now I now I can't oh, shoot. Hold on, let's get it right. I'll look it up. Uh, Phil, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. 